Welcome to the Uncapped Photographer Podcast, the podcast for established photographers ready to uncap their income and offerings and build the business and life they've dreamed of without the burnout. I'm Krista, a wife, mom, and photographer turned business coach. With 10 years in the industry, I'm sharing the clear and concise actions I took to grow a successful multiple six-figure photography business. Now, I coach photographers how to go from a stuck to sustainable business model. Are you ready to uncap yourself? Let's dive on in. Okay, in this episode, we're going to be talking about outsourcing in your photo business, and I am going to share the exact things that I outsourced when my business was doing multiple six figures just from photography. So the first thing that we're going to start with is figure out what actually is moving the needle forward in your business. If you are not sure Look at where your top clients came from. If you're not asking how they heard about you, make sure you're doing that on your contact form. But we want to find out, like our paying clients, where are they coming from? What marketing efforts are working for us, right? There's the 80-20 rule. And what that means is what's pushing our business forward is actually only 20% of the things happening in it. So we want to put our time into that 20% that's moving the needle forward and not be doing the extra fluff things, right? One of the reasons we outsource is so we can have more time back. And like, how awesome would it be if we not only outsourced the things that needed to be actually done in our business, but stopped doing the fluff things too that really aren't moving the needle forward. So a great exercise in this is to write down literally every single thing you're doing in your business. Think big and then think small. I'm going to encourage you to bring a notepad and pen around you for a day, even a week, because I assure you there's more going on than you'll even be able to think of in one sitting, okay? So literally write down everything. Now we're talking as much as sending client galleries, uploading client galleries, sending them a style guide, shooting an email, editing, calling, whatever that looks like, organizing images, backing up images, things on Instagram, posting on social, replying to comments, literally every single thing. As business owners, we wear so many hats. There's a ton going on in our business that we're doing. So then this mentor then encouraged, circle the things only you can do, only Krista can do. Literally, like no one else could do this thing. You have to do it. That is really shocking. It's very eye-opening. And I'm going to take it a step further. Now put a box or underline, like literally if you're sitting down and can do this, like pause this and write it out, put a box then around, okay, now what are the things that are bringing income into the business and moving the needle forward? Not just that, like just I can do, but it's actually moving the needle forward. Think back, like where are your top clients coming from? How are you converting them? So I did this exercise, so helpful, so insightful. And what I found was actually moving the needle forward in my business, those things that the box would be around, is shooting and selling. The way I have my business set up is clients have this awesome full experience. And after the session, we sit down together, they pick their images, and that's what opens the door to one to $6,000 plus sales from single portrait sessions. It's having that touch point after, that sales appointment after. It can totally be virtual. I've done it via Zoom. You don't have to have a studio. And I have a whole program showing exactly how I do this where students have come in and added a thousand to their average, doubled their income or tripled their income. I had a student do a $7,000 plus family session sale. I would love to help you with that. So for me, having that appointment is vital and obviously shooting the session is vital. So I thought, what if I got everything else off the table? Click cleared it off. It was off of my plate. Like, what would that look like? So if you're type A like me, which a lot of entrepreneurs are, it can be really hard to begin the outsourcing process. Why? We have poured our blood, sweat, and tears into this business. We have sacrificed a lot to make it grow. No one loves this business more than we do. It's so true. Your business is your baby, right? You moms, it's like 
I, I have my first daughter. It's almost like I have two kids, like my business and my daughter, right? Like I have poured so much into this over the years. And it's hard to imagine anyone else doing these things any better or the same as I could do them. But what I realized is I was holding myself back in my business by not clearing these off my plate. I didn't have as much time for shooting and selling because I was doing these smaller other tasks. My business could only grow so far unless I got the help I needed by outsourcing. If I had not outsourced, I would not have been able to grow my business to the high level it was at. Multiple six figures from portrait sessions, over six figures with weddings. I literally could not do it all. Keep in mind, my portrait process, I'm having a touch point with my clients before and after their session. So it's not just meeting them at the session. It's these other touch points added in. So if I was running my business, working in my business, doing all of that, you know, over a hundred shoots a year, running around, doing weddings and such, like talk about serious burnout. Am I right? It's not going to be worth it. But if I could clear those things off of my plate that someone else could do, even if it's not exactly the same as I would do them, it's okay. It's really not going to affect my client experience at all. So I'm going to chat with you about those beginning steps to outsource and what exactly I did. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is look back at that list. Maybe we can eliminate some things that you're thinking this has to be done. Maybe it doesn't. Just because someone else does them doesn't mean you need to do it for your business. Just if someone else is doing things on YouTube for their business doesn't mean you do. If your clients are coming in word of mouth, like coming in hot, don't spend the time you would networking with businesses to keep up those relationships to go focus on Pinterest now, right? Like if you have a very strong setup in your business and an outlet clients are finding you, pursue that, dig into that. That is that 20% moving the needle forward. We need to nurture and cultivate that. And I think sometimes as photographers, we see, oh, these people are all doing these other things. I need to go be doing it. And we don't really focus on where we are at and what's going to move the needle forward in my business. Let me give you an example. One of my top students, Michelle, she had a recent $8,000 family session sale, books out her mini sessions just from her email list. Her email list is rocking. That's where her clients book her. That's where they keep up with her. And on Instagram, she's really not super active, but her clients will get on her email list and that's how they book up things. So she has done a $16,000 mini session day from just booking it out via her email list. So that looks different than how I do things. But if she had stopped doing the email list and was like, okay, I probably should switch all my marketing efforts to Instagram. No, like she realized that her email list is what was working for her. So it's going to look different for every photographer. Find what works best for you. So let's talk about ways that we can outsource the things that are moving the needle forward. There's a couple things we can do. So the first one is if we hire someone on to help us, we'd probably start them as a subcontractor. We're bringing them in. We're training them. This is a great, great thing to do for small admin tasks. So I did this. I got to a point where I needed a lot of help. At first, I thought it was in person. And then I realized, honestly, it's all virtual. Like they didn't even have to live near me. So I hired on an amazing assistant, Laura, who really came in and helped me. Before that, I had an awesome intern who got the ball rolling and started really small. She's needed a few hours. So I was like, sure. And that is kind of what sparked it of like, oh, this is so great. Having someone help me, she's getting this done. This is awesome, right? And then eventually it turned into hiring an employee who stayed with me. So as we outsource, start with those small things. For me, it looked like a lot of appointment setting. Like I mentioned, I have a meeting before with the client and after with the client. I schedule these on an awesome app called Calendly. I put their info in. It sends them text and email reminders. It's awesome. So I was spending a lot of time inputting that information after a call. The other thing I was doing is I call my clients. It's a great way to up your booking average. And I would take notes as I called them. They would tell me, you know, the date for the next meeting and for the session. And so again, booking those appointments, but also just saving those notes and sending them a follow-up email. It's a template I have saved. I send the same follow-up email to everyone with a few tweaks to make sure it's personalized to them. Those are things that are easily outsourceable. 
So if you're in that spot, go ahead and notice which emails you're sending over and over and over again. Save them as a template. I did the same with my online gallery emails that I would send out. So then my assistant could send out online galleries with that email template. I showed her how to upload images into the online gallery and do the gallery settings, right? Like there's a lot of things you're doing on repeat that doesn't have to be you. It's not going to make a difference to your client if someone else does those things. So notice those things, write down everything you're doing. Notice those emails you're sending over and over and over again. So that's a great place to start. The next way to outsource is if you go ahead and hire out like another agency or someone who specializes in a task. Unlike bringing someone in-house, I'm training them. They only know what I know, right? Like everything I'm teaching them, I've done myself. But let's say you needed special help with SEO or a website. It would be something that you might hire out if you don't know how to do it. I'll give the example of my website. I am really bad at designing websites. I have a friend who can like really crank them out. She's awesome at it. She loves it. I don't. It does not reflect my vision or my brand. I don't have the tools to do that. I'm a photographer. I'm not a website designer, okay? So for me, I outsource doing my websites to Davey and Krista. They're awesome. They've done three websites for me. I'm obsessed. They get it done so much quicker than I could, so much better than I could. The SEO is amazing. It really, really helps to outsource that for my business. That might look different from someone else. A colleague of mine outsourced blogging to build her SEO up, whatever that looks like for you. Now, places like this, you are going to pay more, obviously, than if you brought someone in and trained them for them to do it. So keep that in mind. That might be worth you doing something if you enjoy it and it's moving the needle forward and you have that personal touch. Sure, go ahead and maybe it means doing it for a bit, but it could also look like outsourcing it, whatever that looks like. Maybe social media management, you're going to be paying a lot more to hire a company to do it than if you brought someone in and trained them to do it themselves. But maybe you need that. Maybe you just are paralyzed with what to post. You don't even want to think about it, but you have clients coming in from social media and need to keep that up. The other way you can outsource is automating things. There's a ton of great resources out there. Imagine AI for editing and things like that. So these are the ways you can outsource. So let me go ahead and share exactly what I did and what I would recommend you do. As a photographer, a really great place to start is just editing. There is a lot of time we put into editing. So whether it's Imagine AI, whether you want the personalized touch of an actual editor, that's a great thing to get off of your plate that we spend a ton of time doing. As a photographer, most of your time should not be editing. That is something someone else can do for you. But Krista, no one else can do it just how I do it. It really doesn't matter. Your clients aren't going to notice if something is slightly different than how you would. You can check it and send it on, but you actually are doing clients a disservice if you're just sitting there editing and re-editing instead of finding better ways to serve them. So once I got that off of my plate, it was really helpful. For portrait sessions, it looks a little bit different. I do more of a master retouch because we're putting these on the wall. We're printing them out and such. So there's a more intensive edit there. And I was spending a ton of time in Photoshop doing it. And then I found a company who just charges per image to do those really fine master edits. That was a great thing for me to outsource and totally worth getting that time back to focus on other ways in my business. Now, after editing, a great thing to do as you're growing is notice those admin tasks that are taking a lot of time. Even if sending that email doesn't seem to take long to pull your laptop up, pull the email, send it, that actually is a lot of time. You're finding a space to pause things, to pull it up, to send it. You're probably seeing something else in your inbox that then diverts your attention. And you don't really stay very focused in your business doing these small tasks all throughout the day. It adds up. That time adds up. You stopping what you're doing to go and focus on that adds up. So this is often the scariest step for photographers, but bringing someone in a few hours a week to do admin tasks is huge. So start small, start with basic things. You can send them training videos on sites like Loom, L-O-O-M, of a screen share of exactly what to do, organize it for them, and then you have this really great arsenal of what's going on in your business. So if this person didn't work out or had to move on, you still have this awesome training resource for someone else you might want to bring on. And you're also going to be building and giving them more and more and more. 
So start small. I'll give you some tips on hiring someone to do this in a second, but start small and you'll, it's like getting the ball rolling, right? It just gains momentum. It grows and grows and grows. You want to give them more and more and more. You see how much time you have back to grow your business. Okay. So then when it comes to automating, there's different workflows and things. Look at those in your CRM and see what you can do. For instance, I love the app Calendly because it sends my clients reminders about their sessions and meetings with me. So that way I don't necessarily have to type out several reminders for them to make sure they show up. Like this text them and reminds them. I still like to do some reminders just to help them out, but that was a great thing to go ahead and get off of my plate. Even in Calendly, you can go ahead and you can even set times that they can book if you send them a link to book something and they can even take care of that for you. So find workflows and ways you can even automate things in your business with the tools that you actually already have. So I'm gonna share exactly what I did in my business. As I was growing, I started with outsourcing editing. And if you had seen how much I was making at the time, you probably would have been like, but Krista, should you? And it took me a while because again, that control aspect is so there. I love what I do. I value what I do. I hold myself to a very, very high standard with my clients. That's one of the reasons that I really got the bull rolling in my business is I really gave my clients this awesome experience and wanted everything to be awesome for them, right? But it was holding me back. And I literally remember sitting there editing a wedding thinking like, I could be working on so many other things right now, but like, I have to get this done. It's mindless. I had a colleague say, basically, if you can play Netflix in the background, it's probably something you can outsource, right? So that was something that I wanted to get off of my plate. Things looked different then than they do now. We didn't have Imagine AI and such. I started my business 10 years ago, so things were different. So that looked like hiring an editor to help me with that. And you might do the same. That was a really great thing to get off of my plate and outsource the wedding editing so I could have more freedom back. Maybe not even in working in other things, but just have more of like my life back, right? And not be editing into the late hours of the night. That is a really great place to start. So much so when I talk to colleagues and they're like, I'm so busy editing, I want to shake them by the shoulders and be like, please outsource this. Like that, you know, 200 bucks or whatever it looks like to do that is so, so worth it for weddings. When it came to portraits, I eventually did the same because again, I was doing master retouching, editing hairs, making sure those were in place. And I found a great company online. It was really low amount per image who was actually a person could take care of it for you. Again, there's, I know there's Imagine AI and things that can do that for you now, but that's what that looked like for myself. I can make notes. They do head swaps, just all those things that were taking a lot of time and energy away from my workflow and what I was doing. Those are things I started. Eventually, I did bring in someone. It started with an intern who needed more hours, and I realized there's something here. One of the things that moves the needle forward in my business is clients finding me on Google. And I did that by blogging regularly, making sure I had a good SEO presence. So I trained her. Here's how I blog. I showed her what to do. You might say, but Krista, it wasn't you actually writing the blog post. Yeah, but guess what? Those clients weren't booking me really for what the blog post said. They were booking me because they found me online. So I'm not going to spend time and effort writing a blog post when, granted, they probably really aren't reading it. Now, if your clients are saying, I love what you're putting in the blog post, that's why I came to you. Sure, maybe you should write it. That wasn't the case for me. So I could give her the premise. She'd take it and run with it. That way I could be blogging twice a week, having that super strong SEO presence. So when clients Googled photographers in my area, I would show up. So eventually I made that position an employee position and rehired someone when she had to go on since it was a limited time internship. So I hired an employee. Again, she took care of blogging. I also had her set call times. It eventually snowballed into she did regular email follow-ups and organizing. And here's the thing. There's a lot of the same emails when you're a photographer coming in pretty repeatedly, a lot of the same questions. So we even just made a template of like, if someone asks this, here's what to reply as we went along. And as we realized what emails were coming in, and as I noted, man, this is coming in a lot. She could take care of that for me. She went ahead and deleted all the spam and marketing stuff that generally comes into your email, even though you have no idea how you get on these lists or unsubscribe or whatever. She took care of a lot of that for clients. She took care of sending them their gallery. She downloaded the images from the editor, put them in our gallery, do the settings, check and make sure they were good, send them to the client. 
Again, I focus on products and heirlooms. I would show her, here's how to order. And she would take care of ordering client products for them. Uh, Sometimes she would come in person and help me package them up. So those are really great things. I began outsourcing. She could even help with Insta DMs. You probably noticed you get the same DMs a lot. How much do you charge? Hey, are you free X date? What does your workflow look like? What are the next steps? And how can we have someone else do it to take it off of your plate? So that is what I started outsourcing. So as I did that, I was able to grow my business. I was able to focus on my clients more. She started and I said, you know, hey, when I hire you, probably five to 10 hours a week. And we laughed because I remember during a busy fall, it was 35 hours a week at one point. So you might say, Krista, I would love to have this off of my plate. I would love that. I see the value. I see what you're saying. Where do I start? Start with an application form you're going to send out. And here's a few things that I want you to look for. First of all, decide if it needs to be in person or remote. I thought it needed to be in person. And then I realized all this stuff happens online virtually. It doesn't need to be in person. I found a sweet spot where my employee lived about 40 minutes away. So she could come in every now and then and help me package up orders. Or it might look like for you, you find someone else to do that and someone remote. Whatever that looks like for you, figure that out first. And then figure out, start with a small amount of hours. We're going to kind of feed them into this. We're not going to say, hey, 40 hours a week right off the bat because you probably don't know exactly what you want to and need to outsource yet. Start small, but this is really important, guys. Find someone who can grow with you so that it's not they just had the five to 10 hours. You get the ball rolling on outsourcing, need to give them more. And they're like, I can't, I'm at max capacity. So explain to them, it starts at this, but there's room for growth, both in hours and in income. Start there. Once you get it rolling, there's no stopping. The next thing is I would encourage to have them submit a two to three minute video on why they should get this job. It's going to be really important that you resonate well with this person, even personality wise. If it's someone who maybe is a good worker, but you're like, I don't click with this person. Maybe, you know, how they're talking is just not necessarily someone I'd want to speak to with my client. Those are some flags there to look for. So find someone that you're like, yeah, I could resonate well with this person. I could work closely with them in tandem with them. I'd be fine with them thinking of emails to send to clients, that their tone of voice is going to be good. The grammar on the application was strong. I know they're going to send good emails and, and spell things correctly and have good grammar if I need them to blog for me. So look for those things on their application. Have that video to sense their energy and what they're looking for. Post this application wherever you can, on your socials, maybe email list, whatever that looks like. Open that application up, send it out, and then I would make sure to chat with at least the top three. Someone might look awesome on paper, and then you might chat with them and think, hmm, this isn't what I expected, or vice versa. You might chat with someone and be like, great, you know, they missed a few things on their application form, but speaking to them, they would be perfect for this. So those are my tips that I would recommend beginning that process. If you do bring on someone, always do a trial period. Say, let's let this go for 30 days. Let's assess and see how we're both doing. I'll still obviously pay you for that time, but we can sit down and figure out after, is this the best fit for you? Is this the best fit for me? If it's not, and they're unable to do what you are thinking, or maybe they thought it was something different, like whatever that looks like, hopefully I'd figured that out beforehand. But if not, that's a great touch point you already have built in to say, you know what? This is awesome. Let's keep moving forward. What can I do to communicate better? Here's better what I need from you. Or it might look like, you know what? This really is not working out. Our communication styles are different. Maybe they're not really sticking to your needs of, hey, we need to keep communication in Slack and they keep texting you and you've told them you need to stop. So whatever that looks like, you have other applicants as well if you need to fall back on them as well. So those are my tips for getting it going. And I do believe that as you grow in scale, you should have someone in to take those things off of your plate. Yes, a lot can be automated now, but part of what made my business so powerful was that personal touch of being there to help them. Having someone in my inbox and emails did a lot of things for me. Let me share it with you. It gave me a lot more of time and freedom back with my husband. 
I could be on trips and not worried about checking in on clients or things. It was a lot more organized. We communicated via a Trello board. So I didn't even have to open my email. She'd put the questions for me. I'd answer them a couple times a day and slide them back over to her. Or I'd tell her, hey, check in on these clients. Hey, send a client this document. And she could take reins and go ahead and do that without even me having to go into my email inbox. So there's so many benefits to that and being able to have the life and business that you've dreamed of without the burnout, which is a huge, huge thing I'm part of. I promise you, you're not going to regret taking that first step and clearing more off of your plate. I was able to scale my business immensely. I was able to have the time I needed for my clients. And I was able to have the time off that I wanted with my husband to also build a life of our dreams. Thank you again for joining us for the Uncapped Photographer Podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe. Want to connect further? Give us a follow on Instagram at Krista with a C-H underscore Renee, R-E-N-E. See you next time.